Mondays.pop.com. It's Mondays with your host, Carl Franklin. This is Lawrence Ryan here in the studio with Carl, Richard Campbell, and Mark Miller announcing show number 52, The Campbell Stewed Show. That's right, you heard me. Campbell's blood alcohol level is higher than the California condor on ecstasy. Mondays is produced by Pop Productions, providing professional audio and podcasting services. Online at www.pwop.com. And now, the man who taught Adam Curry how to say, uh, with conviction. Oh, Franklin! Hey, boys. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. Boy, it's like we haven't been on in three weeks or something. Or something. Hey, we haven't been. These drugs are pretty good. <laughs> all right. First things first. First of all, Richard is lit. Richard, what have you been drinking tonight, man? I've been into the whiskey. Oh, God help us. Because I deserve it. He's going to be like, streaker.com, Jack Daniels site. Uh, <laughs> you've shown us this site three times in a row now, Richard. What more is there? Let's do it all Do you know tonight. what the past two weeks has been like? I know. You've been putting up with a lot of bullshit. What the hell? So first <laughs> off, wife goes out of town. Which is fine, because, you know, I can single parent. I got low-maintenance kids. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Second off, fucking fish tank breaks. Drops 120 gallons of salt water all over the goddamn place. Boom. Oh, no. This seriously complicates your life. <laughs> Next. Not to mention the life of the little fishies. The fish made it, fuckers. See, this is bad. He's ticking off the reasons why he's drinking tonight. <laughs> Conference. <laughs> Next week. Session's not done. Rock on. Nice. Column due last week. Column not written. Carl, you can take control of the show, by the way, you know. (laughs) I'm actually enjoying this. You can stop him. (laughs) Nobody can stop me now. Damn you. So it's Friday night. You got some serious competition, Miller, for the funniest bit in the show. Let me just tell you that. Oh, you know why we hear the dog right there? What is the dog? What's going on? You're the duck because he's doing the show from his kitchen table. I'm in the dining room because my basement is full of water. <laughs> and it sounds like somebody just came home. Oh, man. They, uh, that was the paper boy. Ah. Paper boy comes around at uh, 9 o'clock at night? Yeah. Local paper. Oh, okay. It was a good paper. They're right on top of the news. They, they are. They come right out at the crack of dusk. Well, actually, I use it as toilet paper, so it's more like they come out the crack of my ass. Ah, very good. All right, Mr. Miller, I suppose we should start things off with you. You got some people dumber than me. Here's your theme song. Hope you like it. I slaved for hours working this theme song out. Hey, I know this theme. Mark Miller finds all the people making the news that are dumber than him. He figures if they're dumber than him, they're also probably dumber than you and will therefore make you feel better about yourself. Mr. Miller. Carl, I got one story for you tonight, or whenever you're listening to the show. It's called The Flaming Pants of Doom. Awesome. <laughs> I like wore those pants. <laughs> An unidentified teenager from Gillette, Wyoming, and his equally unidentified 16-year-old friend were pretty damned upset. Upon hearing news that the price of gasoline had just surpassed the price of milk per gallon, the two teens decided to remove their siphoning tubes from the rear end of the cow... Don't ask. Oh, yikes. Nasty. And instead of siphoning milk, they decided instead to try their hand at getting some free gasoline. And so From it was a cow? The, I'm sorry? From a cow? No, no, no. They were trying to get milk. I said, don't ask. Okay. <laughs> These were not the brightest kids. I get it. And so it was that the two young whippersnappers found themselves hunched down next to a parked car at around 3.19 in the morning, sucking fuel through a rubber tube. Nice. A vehicle passed and startled the boys, who attempted to conceal themselves. In the process, the hose slipped out of the gas tank, spilling highly volatile liquid on the older boys' pants. 
Speaking of getting your pants messy, Carl, did I tell you about my layover in Amsterdam? No. (laughs) (laughs) Eight hours, Carl. An eight-hour layover. Ouch. Tickets were booked by my boss, and in case I haven't mentioned it yet on the show, my boss is an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Eight hours, Carl. This is from a flight leaving Los Angeles. So after a 12-hour flight, we wait another eight hours in Amsterdam before a final two-hour flight to France. Ugh. About the only thing good about being away from home for so long is that I significantly reduce my chances of looking out the window and seeing the folds of Gladys's back and legs (laughs) (laughs) as she tries to get a tan in her backyard, which sits squarely across from my home office on the second floor. (laughs) So anyway, I'm sitting in the airport wondering if bossicide is legal in the Netherlands. <laughs> when suddenly boss man bolts upright and says, hey, let's go hit the red light district. Great. Now, Carl, I want to make this perfectly clear. Well, it may be true that I've visited the Netherlands at least a dozen times in as many years. I have yet to make a stop in the red light district. Hard to believe, I know. It's just that my wife has warned me about the evil ways of these ladies of the evening. (laughs) And to this date, those tales of fear and disease have been quite effective at keeping me away. (laughs) However, given the choice between a visit to the red light district and figuring out how to stuff a body into my carry-on luggage... I I decided to stay calm and go with Boss Man for a walk. Of course... Getting on a train out of Schiphol Airport wasn't so easy. After a 20-minute argument with a brand-new voice-activated vending machine that demanded I enter my credit card PIN so it could authorize the charge for a four-euro train ticket, (laughs) we finally found a card that worked and we're on our way to the land where legendary women of mystery stand seductively behind shatterproof glass. On the train ride, I told my boss that there are two kinds of lights in the district. Red means very expensive, and blue means discount pricing. (laughs) (laughs) You see, Carl, I know that Boss Man is the cheapest bastard that ever walked this planet, and he'll fall for this little trick, hook, line, and sinker. (laughs) Now may probably be a good time to admit that when I mentioned that blue lights indicated discount pricing... I may have been stretching the truth a bit. Oh, really? Yes. According to some self-proclaimed authorities on the subject, the red lights means it's a girl, and the blue lights means that although the offer may appear to be of the female gender, there is, in fact, a surprise waiting for you in the land down under. (laughs) (laughs) If you know what I mean. It's kind of like getting a Happy Meal at McDonald's, but instead of the cool Hot Wheels car, you get stuck with one of those cute little stuffed Neopets. (laughs) I mean, come on. Hello? McDonald's? Do I look like I wanted the Neopets? I don't think so. So we're out walking around town, and let me tell you, it really is scary. These women are everything my wife warned me about. Now, I don't want to get too explicit, but these older women were hairy, butt-pimple ugly. (laughs) I'll just keep it at that. And the only thing worse than a more than slightly overweight, creepy-looking girl in lingerie is a more than slightly overweight, creepy-looking girl in lingerie looking at you, smiling all sexy and licking her lips like she really wants you. It was Gladys times 10, man. Oh, God. And you know something, Carl? I never thought my wife would be so right about strippers and hookers. But in that moment, she was looking like a fucking genius. (laughs) Now, Carl, here's a safety tip for you. (laughs) Always wear a condom? No, Carl. Where is your mind? (laughs) Get it out of the gutter and pay attention. I'm trying to save a life here. When you're in Amsterdam and you're walking past the creepy ladies licking their lips and giving you the look, it is imperative, crucial, that you do not make eye contact. (laughs) 
<laughs> because once you do, you're so freaked out that you can't look away. And, and then she thinks you want her, so she pulls up her lingerie a bit, which only exposes more globules of cellulose, which leads to more freaking out, which immediately causes paralysis of your grossed out face as your buddies desperately try to carry your rigid body away. So that's my safety tip. Thanks. So we all start to run away as fast as we can. Carl, have I mentioned that my boss is an idiot? Yeah, yes, you did. After a few minutes of running in terror, we slow down to a walk to catch our breath. To be honest, I was so tired from the flight and my near-death encounter with the Medusa twins in Creep Out Alley. <laughs> And I wasn't really paying attention, so I'm not exactly sure where we were. We turn a corner, and I'm staring down a narrow alleyway. And to my left are the panes of glass, just like before. But something's a bit different. First thing I notice is that the girl to my left behind the glass is gorgeous. Absolutely beautiful. Ah. Like a Victoria's Secret run runway model. She's totally hot. And so is the next girl. And so is the next. <laughs> Somehow, we've managed to stumble onto the legendary lost alley of hot ladies. <laughs> Carl, have I mentioned that my boss is a fucking genius? <laughs> each girl was totally hot, and each was wearing a different color bra and panties that perfectly matched their rooms. Holy crap! Then I saw something <laughs> truly amazing. This blonde girl in a black bra and panties, she's standing at her window, looking hot and available. She must have been on some kind of break because she was holding on to a small bag of potato chips and popping those crisps into her mouth. I must have had a look on my face of, hey, I like potato chips too. <laughs> because she caught me staring at her bag of chips. <laughs> when we made eye contact, she laughed. And it wasn't a mean laugh like, you'll never get these chips, buddy. But it was a sweet, almost embarrassed laugh, like we both realized the silliness of the moment. <laughs> and that's when I realized that I was in love. True love, Carl. And not because she was ultra hot and could do things to me that I've only read about on bathroom stalls. <laughs> but because of the humanity of the moment. I mean, think about it, Carl. This hot lady was making her money by pretending she was attracted to complete strangers. And here she was, the girl of my dreams, standing before me and truly attracted to me. I could tell by the way she was licking her lips and pointing to the sign that read, We gladly accept American Express. <laughs> <laughs> so so what did you do? I did what any red-blooded man would do, Carl. I pulled out my cell phone and I hit the speed dial button that I use for emergencies. That's the one next to the one that I, the button I hit to call my therapist. After a few rings, my wife finally picks up and informs me that this better be a f***ing emergency since I'm calling her at 4 o'clock in the morning. And I say, honey, this is an emergency. You know that part of our marriage vows where we said we weren't going to see other people? Yeah. Well, I was thinking that we should see other people. <laughs> Only for about 45 minutes or so. What do you think? Click. She hangs up on me. Now, I'm not 100% certain, but I'm pretty sure that just as she was hanging up, her last words were, that's a good idea, honey. <laughs> Either that or I'm calling my attorney and the house is mine. <laughs> Hard both to tell the, the difference. Both of those sound so similar. Yes. <laughs> but Carl, I didn't have time to worry about that now. I mean, here oh. I was standing in front of the girl in my dreams. I'd only known her for... Oh, maybe a hundred, hundred and twenty seconds. But already we had so much in common. <laughs> you both like chips. Yes. And right about <laughs> then is when my boss said, F*** it, we're not going to find a blue light special with you just standing there making googly eyes. Stand aside, Miller. This is how it's done. Oh, no. Then he pushes past me into my extreme horror. He enters the room of the potato chip eating girl of my dreams. Oh, my jaw drops as she smiles apologetically and tosses the empty bag into the trash. The curtains close. I'm in total shock. Oh. I look up to the gods of concubine cornucopia. <laughs> <laughs> and I clench my fists in anger. I scream, no! 
as the camera of life swoops down on me to record this life-changing moment. In less than a minute, my boss exits the room, all pissed off and sputtering some nonsense about unfair pricing and the f***ing exchange rate. And how this is all... And how this is all George Bush's fault for devaluing the dollar. And he walks away and shouts, Come on, Miller! I follow my boss and I don't look back. My boss had tainted the one thing that was true in my life. My... My beautiful flower in the cold heart of the dark city. My lovely chip-eating whore. (laughs) (laughs) A tear welled up in my eye, but I fought to stay strong. Um, Mark? Yeah, Carl? Uh, we're doing dumber than me. All right. Fuel suckers. (laughs) Fuel suckers startled by passing vehicles spill liquid, whose sole purpose is to be lit on fire and explode onto the young lad's pants. (laughs) now carl you have to remember that it was three o'clock in the morning so it was very dark the older boy wanted to see just how wet his pants were so he reached into his pocket to pull out the all-purpose safety device of the dumb (laughs) (laughs) you know something that could shed some light on his trousers which were (laughs) soaked in petrol (laughs) nice his thumb applied downward pressure to the flint wheel as he moved the all-purpose device closer to his pants. <laughs> the gradually increasing downward force eventually overcame the inherent friction of the wheel, causing it to spin. Sparks shot up and out like a flare over the battlefield, and for an oh-so-brief moment, the young lad saw that his pants were indeed incredibly soaked with gasoline. Uh. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Now, Carl, <laughs> details here are sketchy, but I'm betting they involve Tweedledee and Tweedlepants on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Running around in circles, waving their arms like the lunatic kids that they were. <laughs> Ultimately, the boy was able to remove his pants and put out the fire. Oh. <laughs> the rattled teens abandoned their criminal activities and headed home. As a young man attempted to soothe his burns in a cold bath, He awakened his mother, who saw the burns and drove her son to the hospital, where the teen proceeded to inform police officers that a crazy person had doused him with gasoline and then set him on fire. (laughs) (laughs) When investigators visited the second teen to corroborate the story, they discovered a hose and gasoline can in the backseat of the boy's car and, well, naturally became suspicious, as the coppers are so prone to do. (laughs) (laughs) Lieutenant Wilde said the suspect, who had suffered second and third degree burns to his legs, recanted when investigators returned for a second round of questioning. Oh, yeah, I guess I was the guy who lit myself on fire. (laughs) Guess it was me. According to police, quote, his mother was pretty upset with him, unquote. (laughs) The two teens were cited for larceny and false reporting of a crime. They're scheduled to appear in court next week. (laughs) So, Mr. Unidentified 17-year-old kid, you gas-sucking, flint-spinning, flaming pants dancer! (laughs) You, sir, are dumber than me! Yes, you are! (laughs) Oh, it's good to be back. It sure is. All right, well, this week I don't, you know, I, I gave up the Week in Geek, so I, I can't really do that. But this isn't the Week in Geek, but it's an interesting story from the world of science, nonetheless. It starts at shrinkshow.com slash EPB, E-P-B, from a story by Mark Carreau in the Houston Chronicle, May 4th, 2006. And it was hard to find this story. A lot of the mainstream press wasn't reporting it. NASA's Lunar Leap may put other projects in a tailspin. As NASA gears up for President Bush's lunar exploration strategy, its shift in priorities threatens other research, scientists warned in a study released Thursday. The findings, prepared by the National Academy of Sciences for Congress, echo what some lawmakers have said as they assess the president's $16.8 billion request in space agency spending for 2007. Though the total request represents a 3.2% increase in NASA's 2006 budget for the assembly of the International Space Station and sending U.S. explorers to the moon, 
The proposal also cuts $3.1 billion approved just last year for future science activities. The cut is spread over five years. All told, the committee examined the status of 49 missions for studies of the solar system, the Earth's environment, or the distant universe. 28 of the spacecraft faced delays or cancellation. Now, we at Mondays are very concerned about these cuts, so we called on NASA Chief Scientist Igor Schmeckel to see how his team were faring. Uh, good day, uh, Mr. Igor J. Schmeckel. Well, for once, you got my name right, my boy. Thank you. Uh, yes, well, I'm a bit embarrassed about this, actually. I, earlier today, Carl played back some of our previous interviews, and I, I realized that once or twice I may have made a slight mistake in the way I pronounced the, the eh and schmeckle. And I, I think I just got a bit excited because I was interviewing one of the greatest scientific minds of this millennium. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, there's nothing more aggravating than having someone continually mispronounce your name, uh, especially when you know that they can say it right. Well, it won't happen again, I assure you. Uh, great. So tell me, Professor Sherpa, how do you interpret the deep cuts to <laughs> NASA's budget? <laughs> sorry? <laughs> sorry? Sorry, uh, Professor Sherpa, there's somebody laughing over here in my... <laughs> It's something else. I'm not sure what it is, but are, we, are you still there? Are we, we have a connection? Yes, I'm still here. All right. Uh, how do you interpret the deep cuts to NASA's budget by that evil, intellectual-hating President Bush? Well, I must say that when the word got out, this place was buzzing like a bunch of starving fat bastards had been set loose on a Chinese buffet. Uh, oh, you, you mean one of those all-you-can-eat buffets? With the wonton noodles and the orange chicken that's that's really kind of red? Exactly. Oh, <laughs> wow. You know, on the positive side of looking at this, I, I really like the fortune cookies they give out. I, of course, I'm skeptical about whether they're real or not. I, I, I mean, they seem like they're kind of pre-printed at the factory. And now that I think about it, they uh, are kind of vague. Yes. And subject yes. to more than one interpretation. Uh, yes, Mr. Miller. And, and how exactly do they deliver them? Are, are there little fortune cookie fairies dropping their little bundles of joy off at each um, restaurant? <laughs> and if so, are there uh, also fairies that deliver those Mr. giant Miller. slabs of chocolate cake that I can get at the Cheesecake uh, Factory? Mr. Miller. I mean, that would have to be a pretty big fucking fairy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, young man, we were talking about the funding cuts here. Uh, all right. Well, I guess the other scientists were pretty worried about being fired, huh? Worried? That would be improbable, young man. No, I believe the local hacks in lab coats were ecstatic at the thought of handing in their Ouija boards and Tupperware test tubes so they could finally give their novice neurons a rest. Ah. Oh. Well, well, what about you? I mean, how has this affected you, Mr. Sassafras? Ahem. <laughs> it's Schmeckle. Now, you promised me that you would get it right, goddammit! Oh, jeez, I can't believe I did that. I, I must have mispronounced the umlaut in your name. Young man, there is no umlaut in my name. <laughs> hmm? What? Huh? Hello? Yeah. Okay. So? So? So, how has all this sudden news of dramatic budget cuts affected you, Mr. Smiley? Yeah. <laughs> Young man, I think there's something not quite right in your head. However, I will answer your question regardless, primarily for the education of your Monday's listeners. Ahem. Uh, well, this undoubtedly means that I will once again have to do the work of an army of scientists all by myself. Uh, the last time I did that, I got the President's Medal. Gee whiz, Mr. Schmucker's Jelly Roll. <laughs> the President of the United States? Uh, yes. He gave you a Medal of Honor? No, he kicked me in the derriere with his steel-tipped boots. Yes, of course, a Medal of Honor, you nitwit. Oh. Of course, I'm still waiting on my orders yet, but I predict that at any moment I could be called by the administration of NASA to single-handedly take over at least one mission and perhaps two. 
Why, it's all due to the undisputed fact that I spent years and years honing my sense of razor-sharp logic and diligently applying the scientific method, a very deceptively simple little set of rules by which the foundations of our modern civilization has been... Uh, excuse me, uh, I have another call on my other line. Sure thing, Mr., uh... Hello? Shrinkage cream? Yes. <laughs> Why, yes. Very important job, eh? Only man for the job, yes, I understand. Ahem, so, uh, what feat of extraordinary brain power do you need me to perform? Uh, excuse me, I don't think I heard you right. Let me just switch the phone to my other ear. Now, uh, say that again. I'm doing one. What? This is outrageous! Who ordered this? Who? Davis! Why that malodorous cur? I'll have his head on a stake! Uh, are you still there, Mr. Miller? Uh, I am. What? What happened? Well, I am clearly dealing with idiots. One of the greatest scientific minds of our generation has just been sentenced to a life of living hell! Holy scat attack, Mr. Shotput Shenanigans! You got... You got let go? Worse! I've been ordered to teach remedial math to the high school dropouts at the NVTS FCD! Holy cow, what's that stand for? The NASA Vocational Technical School for Complete Dingleberries. That's what it stands for. <laughs> Carl, back to you. So I have a uh, guest in the studio today. His name is Mark Frucht. Hi, Mark. Hello. And uh, so... I don't want to get, go into your life story, but at one time, you were an old friend of mine, and at one time you were in the Army, and uh, you were going to buy a moped from some guy that you read a, a classified ad in the paper. Is that right? No, I saw a moped on the sidewalk with a sign oh. and a phone number, so I buzzed the number. All right. So this was in, in your town. Yeah. All right. So you were in the Army, and, and you called the guy and left a message, and then you had to go somewhere? What happened? Yeah, I went downrange with my Army, my battalion. Right. Training downrange for five days, four days. And uh, I had about a 30-minute cassette. That was when they had two micro cassettes for right. the recorder. That was the highest. Back in the old days. Old days. So what was on the outgoing message? For um, you've reached Marco. I'm yeah. downrange right now. I'll get my messages Friday. Okay. And I'll call you back as soon as I can or something, something along that line. All right. So what you're going to hear right now is a recording that Marco uh, actually took from his answering machine of this guy, John, right? John. A German guy, right? Right. He moved over here and spoke English as a second or third language. I got it. Just barely. All right. So it just speaks for itself. Just check this out. Mr. Frucht, I want that you call me back. I'm John. Call me back with the moped. I wish that you call me back because I know what, what, what you're going to do. I don't know. Uh, it's very hard to get you on this number and I can talk to you on this number. I never found you. <laughs> so, I'm John, and I'm calling about the, the moped. Hope you buy it, or... And the tape ran out, right? Right. Yeah. Mr. Fruit, he's John with the moped. I wish that you called me back. I wish to talk to you. Please uh, do this. Call me back till 10 p.m. I'm home. I don't know about this phone. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on over there? Damn you! Mark, what's going on over there? You have to answer the telephone. I'll kill you. What's going on over there? Mark, I have to know this. It's very important. <laughs> you have to answer the phone. Mark, you understand it? <laughs> it's so important that he filled up my machine. You talk to That's me and important. you don't catch nothing. You dial it again. <laughs> yes, what is happening is they they don't have all their recording on. They have that that says hello, and then the B 
beep comes on for you to leave a message, but you don't have the complete message that they're leaving for you. Is that a residence or business? I don't know. It is military. Oh, military. <laughs> this is the operator? Okay, let me connect yeah, to the repair. Be. I'm going to have them check that out for you. One moment. <laughs> Pass that right over. Is they're going to have to tell you if there's a problem. It sounds like there's a problem with the recording. That's what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, then, he, then he's... Re- <laughs> His machine isn't working. We can't. We we we're not responsible for that. Sir. You're not. No, if he has an answering machine on there and it isn't working, it, it doesn't working. No, uh, see, I can't correct his machine on there. Yes, I will. It is connected with a telephone company, right? Well, I don't know where he bought the machine. He could have any kind <laughs> of machine on there. It's I mean, plugged into the working, phone. I it's your fault. You machine. Uh, when you accept that the public buy buy. Uh, <laughs> Hello, Mister Broke. What's going on over there? I, I, the, your machine is, your telephone is broken. You have to report it uh, to the telephone company because they, they are taking the the the, the telephone away from you. <laughs> what you. What you doing there? He wants to sell his moped bad, real bad. What kind of equipment you have there? <laughs> You're getting an answering, uh, one of those answering machines. Wow. Lady, uh, you uh-huh. you, you don't have patience to listen this to the end. Okay, but that's what an answering machine does. I know it, but the answering machine is broken. It's broken, right? <laughs> yes. yes, and this because the answering machine is broken, they make the in in the whole wire wiring system. Uh, they make they 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 make a. <laughs> oh my god, that is hilarious. The real question is, did you buy the moped? I did. And <laughs> So you met this guy. Oh yeah, and for 2 months running he kept calling asking if the moped was okay, was it running fine, he would be happy to repair it if something went wrong. <laughs> what you doing over there? What you doing? So Mark, you have a website you want to plug? Uh maybe uh www.fruct.org, f r u c h t.org. I think if I strengster that, it'll go from 25 letters to 25 letters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you. And now I got some headlines. I have just a few headlines, uh, just enough to uh, dip our toes in the water this week. The first one's at shrinkster.com slash E-O-Z. Deputy Prime Minister Dung to share National Sustainable Development Council. That's unfortunate. Well, you know. Sharing Dung. Dung has been known to lead countries. Ours, for example. Nice. Next one is at shrinkster.com slash EP2. Homicide unit still looking for suspect in dumbass case. (laughs) Next one, shrinkster.com slash EP4. The new ring around Uranus is blue. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) How did you know? (laughs) That's what that stain is. In the world of sports, shrinkshow.com slash EP0, Reds wave bong. Wave, W-A-I-V-E, Reds wave bong. Next one, shrinkshow.com. Okay, not all that funny, but I liked it. Uh, Shrinkshow.com slash EP1. Laddick's home heroes beat off the villains. Oh, very nice. And that's uh, that's headlines this week. But you know, when that's I was one looking... way to fight crime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I was looking for the news headlines, I came across a, a quite a, a coincidence story last week. And uh, the first, there's two stories that are seemingly very familiar. The first one's at shrinkster.com/ep6 uh, in India. Uh, And both were published on the same day. In India, two get sucked into quicksand and die. Wow. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the the name of the place, uh, all the different places, but two persons, Y. Santosh, 20, and K. Sankara, Rao, 20, died when they got sucked into quicksand in this reservoir in a village in Pachipenta, Mandal, in the district on Sunday. I think it was the monkeys, man. The two went to the reservoir for a bath. Now, on that same day, another story was published at shrinkster.com slash EP5. Man, son, neighbor sucked into New York cesspool. 
Wow. Coming to New York, a 71-year-old man who went outside in the rain to pick up the Sunday newspaper plunged into a cesspool in his front yard, and his son and neighbor were sucked in when they tried to rescue him. What the hell is going on, man? Same day. Coincidence? Monkeys couldn't have organized that kind of thing. Well, what I did was I went to I went to the uh, map of the world, and I looked up Pachapenta. The latitude of Pachapenta is 18.467. The longitude is 83.117. In Huntington, New York, the latitude is 40.868. In longitude is minus 73.426. Now, if you take the long and lat and you divide each of them in half... I was just going to say, what happens if you do that? You'll come to the median place, which is actually in the Sahara Desert. So we sent Monday's uh, correspondent, Mark Frook, to the exact coordinates in the Sahara Desert, and he snapped a photo, which you can see up at shrinkster.com slash EPA. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Some kind of very nice. Giant lava monster, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like Close Encounters. They all appear in the desert. <laughs> now, Carl, why couldn't you, when you photoshopped this, why couldn't you have gotten some girls mud wrestling in there? <laughs> yeah. Would it have been that hard? <laughs> A Photoshop? What are you talking about? Why do you have to get pictures of guys mud wrestling? I don't know what you mean. <laughs> What's up with that, man? What's up? And now it's time for Things I've Learned This Week. Uh-oh. Holy crap. It's coming back. I've learned... That I was not cut out for doing performance art. Hmm. I've learned that the law does not consider dropping your pants to a female cop in a crowded line at Dunkin' Donuts and yelling, Hey, officer, check out this crawler! <laughs> to be performance art. <laughs> really? That's not performance art? <sighs> I've learned that... I really don't want some hot coffee in which to dip my crawler. Thank you very much. <laughs> that was awesome. I've learned that you should use alcohol for zits and solar cane for burns, not the other way around. <laughs> I've learned that the male reproductive organ is very sensitive to the audience's mocking laughter. Oh, no. <laughs> Especially over long periods of time. Okay. Nice. That's more than I wanted to hear, I think. I've learned that Joe, the custodian at the Broad Street Dunkin' Donuts, has a Sony CyberShot digital camera. <laughs> That's cool. I've learned... That Joe charges exactly $4,000 to watch him erase the pictures in his camera. <laughs> I've learned that Fred and Stash, two other performance artists, also occupy cell 3A at the New London Police Barracks. <laughs> I've learned that instead of performance art, I'm going to get me a Sony CyberShot digital camera and get a job at the Broad Street Dunkin' Donuts. There you go. <laughs> that's not bad. And that's what I've learned this week. Now it's time for Richard the Toy Boy. Richard Campbell finds the weird, the wild, the wonderful, the toys on the internet. And this ought to be really f***ing interesting, folks. <laughs> Richard. So, Richard, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm real good. Uh, uh, it's so many. You know, when we don't do these every week, <laughs> the toys get out of control. I realized that. I saw lots of them come through these. I just want you to know. And I mean, I'm getting... I'm getting picky. <laughs> it better be a hell of a toy. Let me let me start with something cool. Okay. Actually, something I had to do more research on. I got a link uh, probably from Gary Stanley. Jack Daniels. <laughs> check out this site. Shrinkster.com slash EPG. So that's Echo Papa Golf. The company's called Ice Engineering. Now, what these guys have figured out is that if you pass a little bit of electricity through...
through a metallic surface that's coated in ice, the ice will basically leap off of it. Whoa. It's it's amazing. And so check out the videos on that page. There's an ice maker there, and you're seeing it basically form ice cubes and drop them at an unbelievable rate. They've got a demonstration of an airfoil, so like a wing on an airplane. You know, right now, the normal way you de-ice an airplane is you drive it over to an area where they spray glycol, basically antifreeze, on the plane. And it only lasts a half an hour, enough time to get the plane into the air. If it takes longer than that, they got to spray it again. Wow, that's really cool. Basically, that was the first video I saw was on a bridge. It looked like it was the bridge in uh, that goes between Boston and Cambridge. It's called the Udavala Bridge. I don't know where that is. But, I mean, it's spooky. They fire this thing, this electrical impulse, and ice jumps off it, whatever it may be. That's awesome. So I got to imagine these guys are a group of scientists that were working for MIT that came up with this technology. They spun this company off. We're going to see this everywhere. Think about this for windshields. Really? Yeah. You press your de-icing button and the ice falls off. What more would you ask for? Exactly. Or like when you got your tongue stuck to the pole. This would be awesome for that. <laughs> this happens to me you know, every... My usual reaction when your tongue's sticking out stuck to a pole is to stick a 9-volt to it, but it never seems to work. <laughs> you know, I'm like, kids, we need more electricity. <laughs> Hurry. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Hurry, kid. We need more electricity. like, mommy, daddy's being a retard again. Electricity. <laughs> <laughs> Now, that's just insensitive. I know. There you go. I know it is insensitive because the kids run away and I'm stuck there. You fucking retard. <laughs> now, of course, the problem with that is I can't give you a price. Who knows when it's going to be implemented? Da, 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 da. So let's go directly to a product you can buy today for sure. Shrieks.com slash EPH. That's Echo Papa Hotel. Oh, and my And the Black Chandelier. God. The giant Madagascar hissing cockroach brooch. Is it real? It's real. It's alive. It's a cockroach with rhinestones glued it's to it. It's not a real cockroach. Oh, no. It's a real cockroach. It's a live cockroach. It's a live cockroach. So you wear it alive. That's you right. You feed it. Because otherwise it wouldn't hiss. <laughs> you you take care of it when you're not wearing it as a pet. and then you. Oh, yeah, no. It's a loving pet. They They just adore you. Oh, my God. Give him a little terrarium with a little bit of dark. He'll be very responsive to your touch. All roaches oh. are male to ensure sterility. There you go. <laughs> you know what? It's only 80 bucks. A mere 80 bucks, you can get yourself a live Madagascar hisking cockroach with genuine <laughs> Savarsky crystal glued to its back. Now I ask you, would you find this anywhere but on Mondays? Come on. I think not. This is going to be just no. like Jurassic Park, though. Remember when the dinosaurs, they were like all male, but they managed to find a way to give birth? Oh, there's always It's going to be way. just like that, man. <laughs> you know, you see your two little brooch-wearing, you know, male, you know, guys, you know, humping each other, making little babies with brooches on, man. It's going to be a mess. <laughs> just like Jurassic Park. Next thing you know, you're going to be like in the, in the, in the mouth of the giant cockroach as he's eating you up, man. <laughs> that happens to me a lot, actually. All right. Jack Daniels. <laughs> Moving on. Shrieks.com slash EPI Echo Papa Indigo. And an alternative to your data hands, Carl. Yes. Called the Alpha Grip. Mm. Now, please ignore the cute chick on the right side of the screen, because that's not the point here. What you've got is something that looks suspiciously like your typical Nintendo video game controller, but is, believe it or not, an entire keyboard. Wow. And mouse wow. in one. Wow. So you hold it two-handed, all of the controls covering the top and the bottom, and you can type with this thing. I don't believe it. Yeah. Well, oh, it's, it's not like you're going to have any more success with that than you have with your data hand. Well, yeah, you will. Because oh. you actually have to hold this thing. Yeah. Right. Speaking of controllers, take a look at this. Shrinkster.com slash EPK. Tripod! Baby, gonna 
Australian group, it says here, named Tripod, performing their song "Make You Happy Tonight" at a comedy festival. That's great. So good. Awesome. Yeah, I will. I would like to go see them if they ever come this way. You know, I I took a look at the back of this uh, controller, and I'm like, yeah, okay. It's it's not yeah. It's it's like an yeah, and a half cool. at least. I you you got to admit you want to try it. Well, oh yeah, yeah, I do. Hey, it's Mother's Day. Mother's Day is coming That's right. up. So I was looking for presents for my mother. And I ran across this little gem, and it made me think. Shrinkster.com slash EPM Echo Papa Mike. And the Mother's Day candle with Matchbox. Now, let's <laughs> just think about this for a That's minute. That's hilarious. Here's a candle, square candle. Yeah. Matchbox embedded in the candle. So, hey, you always know where your matches are when you want to light <laughs> the candle. What direction does the fire move? <laughs> what happens? When that candle gets down there, you get a really big candle for just a little while. That's really fun. Happy Mother's Day. Who thinks of oh, these that's things? that's great. That's hilarious. I don't know. Now, other seasonal items. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, exactly. Other seasonal items. Take a look at com slash EPN, Echo Papa November. And I'm thinking, I'm going to need this for Christmas. Mm. It's an LED-lighted palm tree. Now, is it the tree or the lights? 
There is no tree. There is only lights. The entire tree is made of LED lights. Oh. 25-foot tall LED lighted palm tree, a mere $3,000 US. Wow. But hey, it's an entire palm tree made out of LED lights. Honey, you're going to have to wait another year to go to college. (laughs) But check out the yard. (laughs) Just imagine being blinded by all these things surrounding me, having like all this furniture that's lighting up. Wrapped up like a douche, another roller in the night. (laughs) I knew a girl like that. Uh Now, I'm looking at this next site at shrinkster.com slash EPP, Echo Papa Papa. And just thinking of the possibilities, the site is Photo Jojo and the Photo Cupcake. No. Oh, God. So what you do is you upload your photographs, and for 15 bucks, they'll make you 12 two-and-a-half-inch edible icing images. Oh, my God. That you stick on your cupcakes. Tell me, boys and girls, nice. what are you thinking when you're looking at this? I'm just going to say... They make up to 11 by 17 versions. Oh, man. Now that's a big cupcake. Check out the photo they got for these cu- cupcakes. <laughs> you, you think you could have, like, you know, put out a little money for a professional model? <laughs> Jeez. But the possibilities. Yes, they are huge. Jesus Christ. Do they censor your photos? That's an excellent question. I don't know. Hey, Mark, will you tell us next week if they censor your photos? I will. All right. <laughs> I have a particular set of photos. I, they're going to be perfect for these cupcakes. All right. So every so often, I fall, fall into sets of related products that I like to show together. And for this week's show, I'd like to discuss the issue of, well, ambulatory impairment. Mm. That is to say quadra and paraplegics because you know electric wheelchairs are pretty boring and i found some alternatives that might be interested to the people who need these devices and i would point you to shrinkster.com slash epq echo papa quebec the site frau hoffer gestoff and the product extreme wheelchair oh my god Think of an all-terrain vehicle with a wheelchair seat. Wow, mounted on. That's it actually awesome. looks more like a lawn, an, uh, an easy chair. I want wow. this when I'm but old. Can go anywhere. That is freaking awesome. Is that cool? I want this plus a megaphone when I'm old. <laughs> well, now- <laughs> then I found an alternative that I thought would probably suit Mark better. No way. Really? Shrinkster.com slash E-P-R, Echo Papa Romeo. And tell me this is not the superior device. Oh, yes, this is awesome. The tank chair. The tank chair, I love it. Screw four (laughs) wheels, let's go treads. Still missing the megaphone. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, there's got some great movies on this site without this thing moving. Oh, it it has such possibilities. I need an off-road wheelchair. Looks like a tank. Get out of the way! Wow. And if you really don't know you to go anywhere, you just want a cool chair, I'd suggest shrinkster.com slash EPS, Echo Papa Sierra. The company based in the UK, Force Dynamics, and the product, a three-degree freedom chair with control console and display mounted together. Wow. Sweet. Oh, I like this. Can you imagine setting this up in your basement? Wow. Just to see what the wife says. Now, you know, that's, that's the scale awesome. of this is deceiving. This is huge. It's enormous. But look at the size but, of the steering wheel, and you'll see, like, how big this thing really is. But, you know, this is a fine device for building your evil mad scientist lair. Your chair with your computer console should be in this because you need a chair that goes up and down and moves back and forth yeah. while you're taking over the world. Look at the projector has a uh, a mirror, like a overhead transparency 90-degree or 45-degree angle mirror. Right. Yeah, so it's actually in back of you pointing up and then the... Uh, the and then reflected forward. forward. right. Wow. But... Lovely, lovely your head. device. That is, Do we know if this awesome. is uh, hydraulics, pneumatics, or some other? It's hydraulic. Motion? It's hydraulic. All right. Okay. What's the damage? It's probably expensive. If you have to ask, 
You can't afford it. Well, wait, 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 wait. What if Carl and I both ask and we pool our resources together? <laughs> we still couldn't afford it. I've seen your bank accounts. Give it up now. I've got a better product for Honey, you. Honey, you're going to have to wait five more years before you can go to college. That's what I'm saying. What if we sacrifice our kid's future for this? Now, I have a chair more up your guys' alley. Shrinkster.com slash E-P-T. Echo Papa Tango. The site is pervs and pervs. And let's not even talk about that. But the product is the grass armchair. Huh? Oh, God. So what this is is a self-assembled stack of cardboard that you put into your lawn, and it's covered with grass seed. You fill it up with soil, and then you water it, and it grows a chair in your lawn. Wow. See, I'm thinking about one of these for my neighbors when they go on vacation. <laughs> I want one. I, I put like a half a dozen of them in the lawn. I want one in the shape of a dead body. <laughs> <laughs> Summer project. Here we come. Everybody be like, uh, Mark, uh, what's that about? <laughs> That's Nothing. Awesome. <laughs> Nothing. Let's move the barbecue inside. <laughs> In our other areas of technology, take a look at shrinkster.com slash EPJ, Echo Papa Juliet. Holy cow, man, you are out of control today. <laughs> I'm rolling. I'm rolling. But don't worry, we're sliding into the end here. I'm taking the latest buy, an Australian site, and the digital clock t-shirt. Oh, this could be good. That's wow. right. Your classic black t-shirt with the time right in the chest. I like it's that. It's right twice a day, right? Uh, no, it works. You have to wear a little battery pack. Wow. You always know what time it is. Actually, you don't know because you have to look down at your chest, but everybody else knows. <laughs> That's right. I'm just imagining 10 people walking into a party wearing these shirts. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That is great. It's kind of fun. And uh, they must be hand washed. I see. You can remove the battery pack, but you can't remove the display. And you can't, probably can't throw it in the dryer or the washer. Well, you can, but only once. <laughs> Well, you can do it twice. <laughs> it's just that whole, did you want that watch, that clock to actually work again thing? Holy cow, on the right side, there's a product called the Gummy Bra. <laughs> what? Obviously, different set of motivations. I had a different watch for you, if you can move off on the bra. One size feeds most. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Richard's at it. No, let me move you into an alternative watch. Shrinkster.com slash EPU Echo Papa Uniform. The site Tokyo Flash. We're into the Japanese department now. And the product, scope by scope, join the rebellion. A mere 15,000 yen. Let me read you the caption. The year is 2157. Alien robots have taken over the Earth. Our cities lie in ruin. The last surviving humans have retreated to hidden caves and bunkers to escape the constant patrols of the KX-400 combat bots. The remaining resistance fighters sent out scouting parties for much-needed supplies, but their job is extremely dangerous, and few survive. Now, thankfully, they have the Archon Industries scope. This wrist-mounted device accurately detects the power signatures given off by combat bots, allowing our patrols to evade the enemy. Tokyo Flash has managed to get a hold of a shipment of scopes that were due to be sent forward in 2157. We didn't have any KX-400 combat bots nearby to what test the them, so we modified them to programming to display time. You stupid f What is this? It's a watch! Oh, Jesus. Boy, the translation on this site kind of went a little south, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you have your choice of gunmetal or silver. Oh, God. We modified it to tell time. But there they you must go. be taxed. So no. there's your bad Japanese toy. You ready for your good Japanese Please. toy? I actually had to translate this one, so I'll send you the translation slide. Shrinkster.com slash EPV Echo Papa Victor. Hey, Mark, I like Richard when he's drunk. We should get him drunk for every show. Yeah. I was thinking yes, the, sir. I was thinking the same with uh, um, that other girl that does her show every once in a while. What's her name? Oh, yeah, I know. We, we're missing her terribly, but she had a... Terribly. She had a wedding to go to today. She couldn't record. Yes. The site, Rico Japan. This is actually from February of 2003. The product, the RDC i700 Model G. What the hell is it, you might ask? It is a digital camera with GPS built in. Oh, uh, just what you were talking about. Just what I was talking, we were talking about. about. You this take a photograph, it tells you exactly where you were when you took the photograph, embeds it into the this picture. Is so, That's cool. This is so wild. Last week, we were talking with Ken Allstad, and we were talking about 
cameras with uh, locators. And uh, Richard said, you know, the next wave is to have cameras with GPS units built into them. And we were like, yeah, yeah, that'll be cool. Here it is next week. Here's one from three years ago. You're kidding me. It's old. It's a piece of crap camera. It's got the GPS module sticking out of it is enormous. But the bottom line is the idea has been thought of. Not only that, Rico only produced 300 of these things. Wow, collector's item. They only sold them in Japan. And not even they bought them. I mean, after all, what's a GPS going to tell you when you're in Japan except you're in Japan? Right. Kind of small. Wow. And that's all I got to say about that. Guys, this was quite a show. We pulled it together, didn't we? Yes, sir. And uh, yes, sir. as I said, we missed Karen. Karen, come back to us next we week. We miss you. We miss you. We need you. All right. Well, that's a show. The next time you hear us, we will be coming from the Netherlands. We won't have a show next week because Richard will be away. Mark won't be here either on uh, Friday, so have a good week off, like uh, last week and the week before that. And, <laughs> and we'll catch you in a couple of weeks in the Netherlands. Until then, have a safe trip wherever you're going, even if you're sitting in your chair. In your lawn chair. Native lawn. Yes.